if we're going to use this sort of term buyer's journey, I think you've got to imagine sort of like you've got person at point A who has got absolutely no idea about you, no idea about your business, no idea about what you sell. And then you've got to think about, well, what do I want them to do at the end of that? Obviously, you want them to become a client or a customer of yours. And like, can you imagine, sort of like, my office is, is in is in Malden High Street. Can you imagine if I went out onto Malden High Street, which is quite a busy high street, and just sort of like started randomly approaching people and just said, would you like me to do you some Facebook ads? Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting and sales funnels, you know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 23 of the Get Real About Business podcast. Today, we're looking at one of the biggest challenges that we have in any business, which is to generate leads and clients. Not to say that it's a particularly hard thing to do. It's just something we always need to be working on. We always need to be creating a steady stream of customers to our door. And one way that you can do that is by using paid traffic on platforms like Facebook. And to help me talk about that today, I've invited my guest along, Sam Bailey, Sam is the founder and director of Silver Compass Digital. He's a member of my mastermind group. Uh, So he's growing his business. And at the same time, he's helping other people grow their business by helping them generate leads for their business. And a lot of what he's doing at the moment is doing that through paid traffic on Facebook. Of course, he does other things as well. He's a full service marketing company. But uh, I know that he's been getting some really great results. Some very low cost per clicks for some of his clients and he's doing that using Facebook. Now, I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship when it comes down to Facebook. They love being on it, but they hate the fact that sometimes it seems a little bit difficult to get it to work for your business, particularly if you're looking at it from the organic point of view. You're not using paid traffic. If you didn't know it before, you certainly do know it now. Facebook is pay-to-play. You can get your message out there using organic or free social media on Facebook. But if you want to get in front of your target markets and deliver your message, then paid traffic is the way to go. Sam has been very generous today on the interview. He's going to be talking us through some of the major issues that we need to be thinking about for using Facebook to generate leads for your business. He's also put together a cheat sheet that you can download. The link to that and everything else mentioned in this podcast is available on our show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 23. So let's jump in straight away. Here's me talking with Sam about getting leads on Facebook. Sam, you're doing some really interesting stuff on Facebook at the moment. Tell me what you're up to. One of the things that that we've been doing at the moment, a lot of people know that it's, what, end of November now. So we just had, had Black Friday, which I informally call marketing Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, mostly because I find it one of the most exciting times of the year for me putting together campaigns for my clients. This year, we've been doing a lot with Facebook ads. So there's been a whole range of different things that we've been sort of running over the weekend. But ultimately, we've been focused on being really targeted about the people that we want to get our ads in front of so that we're hitting really core objectives for our clients so things like selling golf memberships we've been doing a lot of that over the weekend um we've been in november in november yeah you know what we've run this uh campaign or a variation of it for the last three years yeah uh reduced cost golf membership that will take people from uh december through to the end of march and it's less than 200 quid. And you know what? It, it goes down fantastic every year because there's a still a core group of people that either need to find a, a Christmas present for someone that's awkward to buy for. Right. Uh, or they want to treat themselves. And by taking them through to the end of March, they're actually then 
uh, hot to become a fully paid up member. So I see. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a really low cost way of uh, of bringing in new new memberships. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So you're looking at a, a a product that wouldn't normally you you would think be be sold at this time of year, but you can offer it a discounted uh, a, and give it away for people to try that. Mm. Great Christmas present. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's not it's not even just sort of giving or doing a discount or something like that uh, yeah. I, I think this sort of goes into one of the 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 core things I believe about Facebook ads or, or just sort of generally lead acquisition as a whole for any business is that if you want someone to part with either their details or uh, part with their hard-earned cash you've got to give them something of massive massive value one of the other campaigns we've been running over this past weekend is for for a pilates studio we actually haven't been selling anything for them we've been offering a, a trial month membership so come and try out pilates for free for the entire month of december right and they got 50 new leads 15 in three days I've been working with this particular Pilates studio since uh, the early summer, so about June, July time. Uh, and their conversion rate from people taking a taster class, and bear in mind, up to this point, we've only been offering one single taster class, to becoming sort of a, a paid-up monthly member, uh, has been 50%. Right. Well, that, that's brilliant, isn't it? And it'd be very easy to fall into the trap of thinking Facebook ads is just to sell people, you know, send people to a sales page mm. by offering some free value, then it gives you a chance to do the conversion afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's one of, the, one of the, the real traps that a lot of people sort of fall into when they think about Facebook ads and think about their Facebook ads for business is that, they want to use them as a way to directly sell to their audience. And that's okay. It can work. Um, but knowing sort of the, the platform that Facebook is, if you sort of compare it, for example, to, uh, to Google ads, when you go to Google, you're essentially looking to solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll type in a question like, how do I do this? Or where can I find that? Um, whereas when you're using Facebook, you're using you're using a a, a social platform. Yeah. You're you're going there to engage with your friends and with your family. Yeah. Uh, and and I say this about sort of all of the organic uh, sort of social media marketing that we do, not just the paid stuff. You've got to stand out and be apart from uh, people's friends and family. Because if it's a choice between uh, me seeing sort of like an interesting post or an interesting sort of comment or photo from uh, a friend or, or a family member or, or something like that, uh, I'd much rather see that than an ad from a company that I don't know and I don't particularly care, care about. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone that, that professionally uses Facebook. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I can I can only imagine what it's like for sort of like the general layperson. So we have to remember that when people are on Facebook, they're not going there to buy something. They're they're not in buyers mode. So I think that probably what you're describing there is kind of in line with that. Um, yeah, you do want to stand out, um, but you're right. I, do, I don't think it makes a lot of sense in a lot of situations just to send people straight to a, a sales page because mm. people buy on trust, and if you haven't got any trust, if they don't know you, then you might want to think about where they're at in the buyer's journey and maybe offer something like you know this Pilates class where they can actually try you out, build trust, have an experience with you, and then on the back of that, use that as a platform to sell them whatever you do. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I think sort of when, when we sort of run the numbers on it at the end of December, the, um, the conversion rate on that is going to be higher than it has been for uh, just sort of like the standard standard sort of offerings that we've done before because if you imagine you, you get sort of like a, a free sort of taster t- 
taste a month and you can go to sort of as many classes as you like uh, and let's let's just say that someone's gonna gonna take sort of one class per week as like an average uh, example that's for one hour Pilates lessons where Nicole who runs the studio has essentially got a small group of people in front of her where she is going to be able to one show her expertise and two get to know the people who, who are potentially going to be buying a membership from her in January yeah and, and as you say, people buy on trust and people buy from other people. They don't buy from ads. So the more that you can use things like this to uh, essentially allow yourself to have a human interaction with, with someone that's new into your business, the, the better results you're going to get. Well, I, I want to talk to you about results. Before we do... Facebook ads, I mean, I, I love Facebook ads. I, I think they're brilliant. The, the cost per click is brilliant at the moment. But is it for everybody? Who would benefit out of using Facebook ads to drive traffic to their business? Um, it's not for everybody. It's for quite a lot of businesses. And so just generally, I would say that if you are a business that is new to social media marketing and, and particularly paid social media marketing, Facebook is where you're going to want to start because it's likely going to be a platform that you're familiar with, at least as a user. But what you've got to bear in mind is the, the demographic of people that use Facebook. So they tend to be sort of people who are, let's say, 25 to 30 plus. If you're sort of looking at selling something that is particularly for people in their early 20s or in their teens, it's a definite no. Go, go over to Snapchat or Instagram and, and sort of make some headway there. Yeah. This has just been my personal experience in the ads where we are targeting women over men have performed better. I thought too, yeah. But I, I think sort of that may just be with the types of clients that I naturally end up working with. I think if it's a very, very uh, high ticket item, then you're going to struggle there as well. But I think that's just more broadly because uh, with high ticket items, you need to need to be dealing with people face to face or, or at least over phone. Uh, I mean, I was talking to a guy yesterday who, who his, his business is he supplies pools for people the, the the very sort of bare minimum spend for getting a pool installed into your house is about eighteen thousand pounds right now you're not going to buy an eighteen thousand uh, pound swimming pool for your house off of a facebook ad right. i can tell you that for certain now you're going to want to have a chat with someone uh, and, and get an understanding that one, they are who they say they are, and two, that they have got a really decent idea as to how to dig up your garden and put a pool in its place. Yeah. I, I, would, I would seriously think about the types of demographic of who your key audience is um, and also sort of the price point that, that you're selling at. The businesses I've found have got really, really good results from Facebook ads. Yeah. Uh, tend to be sort of like health and fitness businesses, uh, tend to be businesses that are a lot more uh, member orientated, say sort of your gyms, your golf, uh, your golf clubs, right. largely because there is also that sort of social element of having a membership as well, which actually ties in quite nicely with the whole sort of social part of social media. Yeah. Social type businesses, businesses that serve people are great. Mm. And what about products? Would that work if I, if I was selling widgets? Is that a great place for me on Facebook? Um, it can be. It would be, you essentially, you'd want to do a different type of ad though. Um, rather, if you're sort of selling a low cost widget, you don't want to do something that generate leads into your business. You would want to uh, much more look at something like, generating traffic to to the page where you are actually selling 
those widgets. Yeah, it, it can be great for uh, uh, directing if you've got like an ebook on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, um, you can direct traffic to that particular page and do that very very cheaply. Ultimately, then all you're doing is paying for clicks through from your advert to that particular purchasing page. Yeah, I would ask you about what cheap means, uh, but before we do that, tell me a little bit about where people's ads fit into it because I know that you could have the best ads, mm. run the best ads, but if you send people to a, a landing page, whatever that is, just look, looks really, really poor people aren't going to buy so yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about funnels or buyer's journey or however you describe it some of the things that we need to be thinking about if we want our efforts in marketing to work mm. i think it using the term buyer's journey is actually like a a, a really uh, good thing to pick up on because i really like try and shy away from using like really marketing jargony words i mean you you've known me for a little while now I try and talk in as sort of plain English as possible, particularly if if nothing else for the benefit of my clients. Um, yeah, if we if we if we're going to use this sort of term buyer's journey, I think you've got to imagine sort of like you've got person at point A who has got absolutely no idea about you, no idea about your business, no idea about what you sell. And then you've got to think about, well, what do I want them to do at the end of that? Obviously, you want them to become a client or a customer of yours. And can you imagine, sort of like, my office is in in Malden High Street. Can you imagine if I went out onto Malden High Street, which is quite a busy high street, and just sort of like started randomly approaching people and just said, would you like me to do you some Facebook ads? It's a bit like going up to some oh, in the streets and ask them to marry you, isn't it? It's just... Oh, it's absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely bonkers. You, you just wouldn't do it. So if you wouldn't do it in real life, why would you do that online? Why would you go sort of like straight from, like, this person has no idea about who you are to buy my stuff? That actually, that is a really, really important point, actually. And I, I probably never really, I, I, maybe subconsciously, I, I realised that. I don't think I ever consciously thought about that, is that how we behave with our marketing, online or otherwise, needs mm. to be akin to how we handle relationships in a normal, everyday life. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that's something that I try and get across a lot, um, when I'm talking to sort of like clients and new prospects and, and, and what have you, because ultimately, and social media is a really good example of this, what you're doing is just sort of creating another touch point, another sort of facet for people to see your business through. And if you're inauthentic on social media, and through Facebook ads and through sort of just your entire marketing sort of process, people will see through it and it will turn them off and you'll, you'll end up sort of in a, in a position where you're sort of kind of yourself with your Facebook ads and your general Facebook posts. But if you're kind of contrived and inauthentic in sort of like a, a funnel of emails afterwards, that would be where your problem is because people will see, think, well, hang on a minute. They were talking talking like this and saying these sorts of things right here at the top of the funnel, but this feels different. This makes me uncomfortable. It will switch them off, and that and and you end up sort of with a massive hole in in your in your funnel. So let let me get this right. What we need to do is to think about where people are in terms of how much they know know about us and what we do, mm. how much they like us and trust us. And we have to think about what are the steps we need to do in order to move towards a sale. And a, a Facebook ad is an opportunity to help people transition from one step to another. Is, is, is that how you describe that, it? That's very true. Um, I, I kind of see that as, as a bit of a, of a tipping point. So um, if, you, if you imagine sort of like you've got big, big old funnel and uh, at the bottom is customers 
but right at the top you've got things like your just general social media posts and then underneath that are your Facebook ads or other social media ads which essentially can help you convert sort of like just a, a very broad very loose audience into actually taking some that first step of action with you yeah that that's I, I see it very much as a tipping point for for a lot of people uh, doing social media from just having a very broad audience to actually getting them to take action. You've got to get people to take that first step of action before you can even think about them becoming a, a really sort of high paying customer. Okay, so what, what kind of action might they first take then? Give us an example, Sam. Uh, so, sort of things things that I would want people to sort of take as an action for myself, for example, would be to download some sort of uh, white paper or guide or an infographic that I put together. Yeah. Because then that's sort of like a very low investment for them, uh, for me to basically provide something that sort of shows my expertise. And I think that that works very well for, for a lot of uh, professional businesses yourself Clive as a business coach yeah. could I I, mean, I know you sort of give away a, an ebook for example yeah. um, so th- those sorts of things work very well for for businesses and, and uh, coaches consultants those sorts of businesses it's something that is going to start generating that trust Okay, so it's a chance to to try something, get an experience from you, chance for you to develop credibility and, and show what you do, but also what you get is a little micro commitment. And every time somebody says yes to you, they're a little bit closer to a sale. So we want to get people saying yes a lot and taking little micro commitments. Now you mentioned a price and cost per click and things like that before. Mm. Now if I run a Facebook ad for the first time, nothing to start by no history of data and cost per click and things like this. Mm. How do I know if I'm paying out for an ad, how do I know if this is a good price? That's a very interesting question uh, because actually where uh, you have sort of like cost per click, it can be different sort of per ad that you're doing it based on what action you want people to take at the end. For example, where I've run ads before in the past where the the action and commitment we want people to take at the end is to commit to renting office space for several hundreds of pounds per month actually a click rate or conversion rate of 11 pounds a lead isn't that bad when you sort of think about the length of time that they're going to be at a particular sort that that sort of office space but by that same token, if you're then sort of like running ads that are uh, eleven pounds to sort of convert, but what you're sending people to is uh, your Amazon page where they can buy your ebook for a tenner, then it doesn't take a lot of time to sort of realise that if I'm paying eleven pounds to acquire someone to go and purchase a book for £10, you're spending way too much money on that uh, on that acquisition. Okay. I think the important thing to, to recognise is, and to figure out before you even talk, take that first step into, into Facebook ads, is how much is that client worth to you? Yeah. Because if you haven't got that uh, as a clear sort of, okay, this client is going to spend X amount of money over this period of time, thereby I can spend up to Y amount to acquire them, then you're almost throwing stuff at a wall and and trying to figure out what's what's going to stick. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting because we were talking about this at the Mastermind recently, weren't we? Mm. Participating in the Mastermind together. Um, and um, there's a couple of metrics that, that seem to be really important. One is the lifetime customer value. 
Yeah. Now, if somebody's buying a book, as you say, like like for a ten pound, that's that's it. Yeah, that is that is their that's their it. customer lifetime. Yeah. Um, but whereas uh, if somebody signs up uh, to me on my mastermind, then I'll know that they're probably going to be with me. About eighty percent of people who join me on the mastermind stay with me for more than two years. So, yeah. And then, so I want to know my lifetime customer value, and I also want to know what my cost per acquisition is. Mm. So I'm quite happy knowing that somebody would stay with me for more than two years. Generally. I'm quite happy to put at least six months of payment into finding a client. Mm. Um, So, but I also have to bear in mind my conversion rates because not everybody who, who becomes a lead is actually going to convert into being a client. Yeah. So this is all about knowing your numbers. Yeah. It is. And actually, if you don't know the numbers, I would urge you to figure out the numbers before you start thinking about how to seriously market your business because otherwise you can't anticipate how much a marketing spend is going to cost you, how much money you actually have to market a business. So uh, I can't sort of stress enough how important knowing the numbers just generally in your business is. Yeah. And this is the beauty of things like Facebook ads and Google AdWords, because the metrics are, are just so clear. You can just know mm. exactly what you're paying for, what your conversion rates are. If you know what you sell things for, if you know how many people convert when they're at that landing page, you, you can measure all of this. Mm. Then you can work out whether this is profitable or not. Absolutely. Uh, and actually, it's, it makes my job very easy in respect to sort of reporting back to to customers where I can sort of say, yeah, so we've spent this amount, this this amount of money on on ads this month. We've generated this number of leads. Our cost per lead is this. Uh, and comparing that with the previous month, we're actually spending less money to acquire those leads so the work that we're doing is sort of compounding and getting more successful yeah yeah now i know that there's a lot of different types of ads that you can run on facebook um, I, I don't know how many there's quite a few isn't there uh, what's working really well so uh, there are three that i spend a lot of time doing so we've spoken a lot about the the lead generation ads which is sort of probably what I spend uh, 60 or 70% of my time doing because that just happens to uh, work very well for the type of clients that I'm working with at the moment. Um, The other is sort of uh, generating traffic to your website and that can be good if you've got a a landing page with with a, a sort of downloadable giveaway for example or indeed if you've got sort of like a very low cost uh offering that that you want to just direct people to because if you're just sort of paying for clicks it's a lot lot cheaper than if you're paying for leads so just because the, the commitment of the commitment of clicking through from an ad onto a random web page is very low. So naturally more people will do it. The commitment to sort of uh, see an ad that says, fill in your details to get this, uh, this sort of membership or, or this sort of trial. And then for people to sort of actually click on that ad and then spend the time to say, this is my name, this is my email address, this is my phone number. That requires a higher level of commitment and a higher level of trust. So naturally less people do it, therefore the cost of ads to get people to take that action is higher than just getting people to click through to a page on your website or a page on Amazon. Right, right, okay. What about facebook ads to a blog that's very popular at the moment is sending people to a blog where they can get some value from you and at the end of that blog or on that page somewhere is maybe a free download or a chance to opt into your list uh is that the same kind of ad or is that a different yeah i and i i would i would use that as a as a sort of uh 
directing traffic ad, um, much in the same way that you'd sort of send people to a landing page or send people to a low-value sales page because ultimately what you want people to get is a level of value out of it. It's uh, the, the commitment, again, it is a lot lower for someone to sort of go through, read a blog, and if they're very interested, take some action off the back of it um, by uh, saying, oh, yeah, I will then sort of download that guide or, or I will want to hear more about this thing. What I would say with that, and actually what I'd say with all of these types of ads, you are going to want to sort of have the Facebook Pixel installed so that you can do a good amount of, of remarketing. What's the Facebook Pixel, Sam? Well, uh, so I knew that question would come up. So uh, essentially, the Facebook Pixel is a very small amount of code which you are able to put onto parts of your website. And essentially, it will track when people have been there. It can track what actions people take on your website. Uh, so if, for example, let's take your website, for example, uh, an example, Clive. Okay. So, say someone's gone onto your website, they've had a look around, they've gone on the blog, but they haven't downloaded your free ebook. Uh, what we could do is, is basically put the pixel on your website, set those things up as, as the parameters, and then set up a Facebook ad which only targets people who have previously visited your website within a certain period of time, which I believe at the moment is sort of like up to about 90 days. Yeah. And have either taken a particular action or not taken an action and it would serve them this this particular ad and what i would sort of suggest then is sort of remarketing to them an advert that sort of says did you miss this ebook so this is uh, this whole concept around remarketing is basically mm. somebody goes to your website and they don't take a particular action then you can target those people who've who showed interest in you because they've been to your website, but they didn't take that action. You can go back to them and say, hey, you know, pick up this ebook, you missed it, come and get it now, or whatever it is that you're offering. Uh, absolutely. And, and this actually is, is, goes back to one of the things we were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of building up trust, building up credibility before you actually get to a point where people are ready to buy. Okay. Um, because ultimately, people need, uh, I think it's like, it's like, need to hear a message seven times or something like that before they're ready to, to commit to it. Yeah. Um, being able to, to know someone has done, has made a small micro-commitment with you in terms of looking at your website, you, you can then sort of say, okay, so that, that kind of interested or have at least sort of expressed a small amount of interest, why not test that to the next level and see if they're ready to uh, make another micro-commitment in the form of downloading something or, or sharing an email address with me so that I can sort of send them a, a series of follow-ups. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of people have tried uh, Facebook ads because it's so damn easy, isn't it, just to boost, boost a post or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the Facebook pixel is something that a lot of people seem to get stuck on. Yeah. If, if, uh, I don't, WordPress is obviously a very popular platform. I think it's more than 60% of, of worldwide users use WordPress as a platform for their website. Um, is there a plugin or something that you can recommend where they can use that to, to put the Facebook pixel on there? Or yeah, uh, there, there, there are so, so many um, plugins for, uh, for WordPress that it's, it's almost, you, you, you've got a real sort of like uh, pick of, of what you want to use. So I wouldn't sort of recommend any one particular uh, plugin. Um, just make sure that you can find one that's got a good range of, of good reviews and one that seems straightforward and sensible for you to use because you don't want to get bogged down in 
in a, a plugin that just does way too much for for what you need. Keep it simple. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Okay. I, I want to make sure that people get a lot of value here today. So. Let's imagine that whoever's listening right now is just starting out for the first time on a Facebook ad. Mm. Now, uh, they've probably seen that they can click a button to boost a post. Where do they start with running an ad? What would be your advice? Walk walk us through it step by step what they need to do. Advice number one, don't boost posts. Don't boost posts. Why? Don't boost boost your posts because um, with boosting posts, you're really not being... Uh, as targeted and and as sort of specific uh, as you could possibly be. So, step number one when it comes to starting your Facebook advertising doesn't actually start with Facebook advertising. It starts with grabbing yourself a sheet of paper and a pen uh, and uh, answering yourself these questions. Go for it. What geographical area does my business serve? So being really clear on that, answering sort of like, what is the primary gender that my business serves? So are they male, female, or both? What age range are they? And try and get about sort of 10 to 15 year age range if you can. Um, Have an idea about what sort of, financial situation they're in yeah so what what their their income level is uh, what sort of disposable income they've got and then think about the other things that they would be interested in if we talk about ourselves for example then the the people that are going to be interested in this podcast are likely going to be people who identify as small business owners entrepreneurs they, they might be people who are uh, quite senior in their sort of career and thinking about uh, making the move to, to self-employment. So it's really sort of starting from the, 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 the foundations are really knowing your audience. And that's something that is easier to do sort of with the, the, the cheat sheet that I've put together. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was going to mention that later on. You have put a cheat sheet together. Uh, tell me a little bit about this cheat sheet because people can pick it up. We're going to put the link on the show notes page. Tell yeah. me about this, this cheat sheet. So, so the cheat sheet will is basically going to be two A4 sides, which essentially takes you through the, the starting points of, of getting your, your Facebook ad set up. So um, if you answer the questions on the front side, that will help you in terms of at least starting to define an audience that that you uh, that works for your business, and then there's a checklist on the back, which will basically take you through the different steps that you need to take to uh, set up that audience within Facebook ads. Uh, pick the right sort of ad uh, that you want to do. So whether you want to do something that sort of generates traffic to your website, whether you want to do something that generates leads for your business, uh, whether you want to do something which promotes people to uh, register for an event that you're, you're running. Um, and then it will help you to write uh, the copy, write the headline uh, and find an appropriate image to get that uh, ad up and running and uh and good to go right so it's going to take you through all the different things that you need to put in place and you need to know about and you'll just answer those questions and you should be set up to to get going this is your cheat sheet Uh, i often do cheat sheets in the back of these podcasts but this is one that's going to take people to your website they can download it there uh what's the name of your website sam the name of my website is www.silvercompassdigital.com silvercumbersdigital.com excellent uh so definitely go and check that out i'm going to put the links on the show notes page in the meantime if you've got somebody who's already started facebook ads mm. so let's talk about somebody who's a little bit further ahead they've started facebook ads and they're putting money into it and they're getting crickets it's not they're not really getting conversions on the back of it they feel that yeah. they're put you know just putting the money in and it's going into this abyss and not getting anything out of it 
what are they doing wrong? What can they change? Um, when people come to me with a problem like that, uh, more often than not, the issue that they're, they're having is that they're not testing enough. So uh, one of the things that you always want to do uh, with Facebook ads and, and largely with any sort of form of digital marketing because it's just so easy to do uh, is, is some A-B testing. And that uh, essentially is when you have the same ad served to the same audience with one variation between, between them. So it might be that, first of all, you have the same two ads, but you vary the images in them. And one might have a more engaging image, one might have uh, a less engaging image. So once you've sort of figured out, okay, so this is the type of image that works well, let's continue, and then test something like uh, the headline. So you use the same things, same, same copy, same audience, uh, uh, same same image, but then that test that you're you're running is a headline against headline, uh, and this is something that I try and just keep doing on a, on a regular basis and 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 keep keep churning uh, the A/B test because ultimately there's always going to be some things that people respond to better than uh, than than other things. Okay. So Facebook ads and, and any sort of pay-per-click type thing is all about test and measure. So we try one thing and then try something else slightly different, see which one works. The winner stays and then you test that against something different. So you can do that with your ad copy. Can you do that with interest as well? So if I'm targeting, let, let's say I run a pet shop and I'm targeting yeah. people who, uh, who are interested in Dogs Today magazine, can I then split test it against a different interest group yeah absolutely and yeah let, let's use that example of the, of the pet shop is that um you might have a particular uh product or a particular thing that you want people to to take action on you can run exactly the same ads but you can just set up slightly different audiences so you may have an audience of people who are dog owners and you can test it against an audience of people who are cat owners and see which one performs better for you. And off the back of those results, you can say, okay, so maybe I need to spend a lot more time looking at cat owners um, because surprise, surprise, they may actually sort of end up spending more money on, on their pets and dog owners do. Yeah. So where would you start? Do you start with, te- uh, with the A-B testing of the ad copy and the, the images, so the creative, mm-hmm. or do you start with the A-B testing on the interest and, and the people that you're targeting? Um, so for me personally, I prefer to start A-B testing on the ads copy and the, the sort of the headline, the images and, and what have you. That's because I'm largely, at the point where I'm, I'm working with a client, I'm largely quite confident that I've got a pretty decent idea of who their target audience is. If you're new to Facebook ads, I would probably advise you to start with testing the audiences first. Right. Because if you run your own business, you're going to know your audience pretty well, or at least have a decent idea of who your audience is. But it's always worthwhile testing that because you may, it, you may be too close. It may be that you got sort of like something rather obvious right underneath your nose um, because it's so close to you, just might be ignoring it. I think you're right, actually. Most of the small business owners that I speak to, they think they know who their audience is. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you really press them, they don't. They, they just say, well, you know, everybody could buy my products or service. And, and they speak in very general terms about who would, buy that but if they were to get and this is one of the things obviously i do with them is to get hyper focused around who exactly that is i mean you mentioned earlier just with the age get within a 15 year age mm. gap then uh, and even that might actually be uh too wide an age gap for some businesses yeah so the only way that we're going to know that and this is great about facebook because 
if you just run ads to one to one section, one de- one demographic, and then you change that demographic, then you're going to just by split testing, A/B testing, you're going to find out exactly what that sweet spot is. So, great piece of advice there. If if you're new to ads or you're re- relatively new to your business and you kind of haven't really worked out what your target audience is, start with the A/B testing on who your audience is and find your sweet spot on that, and then go on to the creative, like the ad copy and the, the image and everything. Mm. Um, if it if you're somebody who's experienced and you know where, where your audience is, then start with creative and then go back to split test your audience once you've got a, a really good uh, good ad copy that's going out. Yeah, and that's something that I deal with sort of some of my longest standing clients is that um, we get to a point where we've got a, a range of different ads that, that really work and work consistently well. Um, and then we just sort of end up going back and testing those um, high performing ads against different audiences and see if we can actually widen the net of the, the people that we, uh, from who we originally thought, okay, these are the types of people that we definitely want to target. We'll, we'll widen that out and say, okay, so um, we want to sort of target into a new geographical area uh, or we want to see if this ad will work with people who are sort of 10 years older or 10 years younger and so on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a final question in a minute because we're going to have to wrap up. Mm. Before we do that, if someone wants to get hold of you, how do they do that, Sam? So they can uh, contact me through my website, which is silvercompassdigital.com, or they can email me directly, uh, sam at silvercompassdigital.com. And they can obviously find me over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SC Digital. SC Digital, excellent. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll make sure that we put all of those links on the on the show notes page. Uh, so just go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 23. Uh, so you just go to that link there, getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 23. All of the links there for, uh, for Sam will be there. Sam, final thing. I ask this for most of my guests. When I run a course, often what I do is put up a slide at some point uh, you know, in the event where I say, this is where you might get stuck. And there's a little picture of Winnie the Pooh stuck in his, in his rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if somebody's trying out Facebook ads or they are stuck with Facebook ads, where's the sticking point? I think for a lot of people, the sticking point is going to be primarily getting their audience well-defined. I think uh, as business owners, and we kind of sort of kept circling back to this yeah. throughout our conversation. Uh, as business owners, we, we really know pretty much what we want to get across about our business. So uh, I, I wouldn't have real concerns about people sort of being able to put together a copy, headlines, uh, and even the, the right sort of images. But uh, I think the real sticking point is who is my audience? And if you don't know that, then ultimately what you're going to be doing with Facebook ads is throwing money down the drain until you've got that really well defined so that you can start plugging away in a more targeted and effective manner. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, we keep coming back to this. It's the audience, it's the audience, it's the audience. Uh, it is. It's all about targeting. And uh, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, most people, you know, I think you said, most people seem to think that they know who their audience is. But you really are, have to ask yourself is, do you know your audience? And if, they, if you say yes, uh, then you ask yourself again, yeah, do you really know your audience? You've, I mean, you've just got to really know them. So just be very critical and, and test things out, yeah? Uh, and I'll hold my hands up as well and say, like, uh, there, there are aspects about my audience. There are things about my audience that I don't know. But they're sort of particular things. I, 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 I would probably even sort of like split my audience into uh, a variety of different segments in terms of uh, these are the people that need a large amount of sort of retainer work from Silver Compass. Uh, these are the people that could do with sort of like help and consultancy. Uh, and these are the people that aren't quite ready to work with us yet, but 
we want to have them around and keep them warm because ultimately they're going to sort of flourish into the businesses that we want to be working with in six, uh, 12, 18, 24 months. Um, And I, I would certainly say that that's not an unusual position for a business to be in that it may well be that there are, there are different audiences within your business. It might not just be one. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, So probably what you want is to think about uh, several customer profiles that fit the different range of products or services that you offer. Sam, last chance to load anything final that you want to share with people before we wrap up today. Um, No, I'll underline one final time. It's the audience. No, no, really, really know your audience. The the only other thing is I'll say thank you for for inviting me onto the podcast. It's been it's been really good to sort of talk this over with you and give some hopefully little nuggets of help for uh, for your audience, Clive. That was my interview with Sam Bailey. Really nice guy, very humble and very generous. I know his clients think a lot of him. I do too. I consider him as a friend as well as a client. If you want to get hold of him or pick up that cheat sheet that he was talking about, go ahead to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 23. But that is all we've got time for today, except to tell you about our next podcast, which comes out next week on the Monday, and that is with Steve Lowers, where we're talking about strategic seduction. Steve's worked with big companies like Cisco Systems, Starbucks, Whirlpool, Coca-Cola, and many others. He'll be sharing all his best tips on our next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. I've been Clive Maloney, and here's to you and your highly successful business.